0: Welcome to The Sounds of the World. We are your hosts, Hilary and Bill.
1: Together, we're going to travel around the world to discover new music, discuss musical topics, and interview fascinating people.
0: Our world is a buffet of music, and it is time to eat. Is a brief sample of a performance by our next guest. Uh, the guest comes to us all the way from Hong Kong. Uh, he holds a doctorate in musical arts and contemporary percussion performance from Stony Brook University in New York where he studied with Eduardo Leandro and a master of music degree from NYU where he studied with Jonathan Haas, Simon Boyar, and James Saparito. He's currently an adjunct faculty member at the Hong Kong Baptist University and maintains a private teaching studio. He was also the winner of the 2018 Hong Kong Arts Development Award for Young Artists and a finalist in the 2016 Italy Percussive Arts Society competition in the Vibraphone category. Uh, He has performed around the world performances in Moscow, Russia, Perth, Phoenix, Indianapolis, Buenos Aires, New York City, and so many more. When he isn't traveling the world Performing, he's promoting new music as the co-founder and artistic director of the contemporary percussion group, the Upstrike Project. Uh, when he isn't swamped with these obligations and travel, he's an avid knitter and is certified as a level one master knitter by the Knitting Guild Association. Please welcome to our podcast, Dr. Matthew Lowell.
2: Woo! Yay! Yay! Thanks for having <laughs> me, guys.
0: <laughs> Thanks
1: for thanks for joining us today
0: yeah thank you so much it's uh it's great to meet you I've followed you for a little while on instagram and thank you and the upstrike project of course is so
2: cool um just started not long ago but yeah it's excited time
0: yeah it's awesome it's, i'm glad to see it uh more percussive ideas and ensembles kind of growing up it's awesome Thank Especially you. as a former percussionist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're still a percussionist. I mean, yeah.
0: you know, I beat things. All,
2: yeah. Yeah. We, we we all bang on things as our as our jam. Right.
1: <laughs> Some of us just keep better time than others. Um, yeah. Myself, <laughs> I'm out of this picture.
2: <laughs> oh, we welcome everybody.
1: So. <laughs> Perfect. We'll just call it avant garde. We'll call it good. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, you know, it's very hard to just keep a beat. I was teaching, um, I forget what I was teaching, but, it was uh, you know, I have this uh, junior student. that's like a, a and he studied, started with me starting this year. Um, he he just couldn't play, like, strict 16th notes, you know, with the metronome for an, a minute and a half. They were like, this is easy. I'm like, no, let's try right. this. Yeah. Right, let's go back, go back to basically. And it's like, damn, it's hard. I'm like, yeah, it's hard. Like, your last teacher you should have been doing that, but instead I'm doing this with you. And you cannot learn all the other pieces you wanted to learn because you can't even play time. It's right. Like, it's important.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was, I, I remember rocking out on a drum set and just, like, feeling exhausted as I was playing on the drum set just because, you know, they always have, like, a met in their ear, you know, or a click track. And I'm sitting over here just like, what? When does it slow down? Where
2: are we going? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh, honey, I'm worse. I okay. We can talk about my upbringing later, but primarily, I start. I, I grew up playing piano. Okay. And uh, drums I playing is just not prevalent in, in many part of Asia. To grow up with like you know many kids in the U.S. they you know they, they started with drum kit and they just jam on it right. We don't do any of that. So when I you know I can play mallets and piano, I can read notes extremely fast. It, it, you know, it's always been my forte. Um but my 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 rhythm was okay. Like if you if you were to like if, when it when I was twenty one or nineteen or so and then, you know, do any dead clues or any rudimental stuff, it's fine. But I I just can't groove. Like I tried to play drum mm. set, I, I just try to do it. It's just I can do it if, if you if you put it into my head, but it's just never the same way that you guys do. It's very bad. I I, I it's it's so hard to watch me play drum set. Like, like I, I can I can I don't even I don't even want I, I don't want to put you guys through this. It's just oof.
1: That's how I feel. So I, I studied um voice and my friends are like, Why can't you sing along to like Taylor Swift? I'm like, like, she doesn't sing opera and I can't belt like Taylor can and nobody oh. wants to hear me belt. Like it's horrible. <laughs> They like, don't get it. I'm like no not like that <laughs> they
2: don't get it they don't get it no <laughs> i was always
0: really jealous of like the the latin american drum set players who would do like that samba bass beat da-dum, 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 da-dum. i was just like i can do four on the floor or one and three you know i don't know what you're looking for
2: <laughs> when i was traveling like I, I did a great deal of traveling latin america and like i forgot where i was or maybe peru or or or, or in buenos aires i think it was peru There were they were the students were just jam- it was i was part of a festival and the students are just jamming with you know with the teachers and they have their proven an instrument and that little box and whatever and they're playing i'm like oh this sounds really cool and then oh well did i know i'm like can you teach me it's like sure and then you just play here and here i'm like let me listen to it once and then like you know I, if i figured out and i tried my game on and like okay this is beat two and a half and then like this is and then okay, <laughs> like, temple change and so I'm playing on the other third beat. I'm just trying to get really 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 tight and like count my ass off and everybody's just like shaking and I'm like how are you guys doing it? I can't I
1: dancing to this. like playing oh
2: it's easier.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I'd rather play Verez or something you know <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's the it's a big pie so there's room for everybody. To exactly.
0: <laughs> where I was. That's where I am now. Yeah. I
2: remember playing like a a, a vibe a vibe concerto then in, in New York. This is back in my grad school and with the Jonathan Haas in NYU, he did like a little vibraphone summit sort of situation. So it was like a day of clinics with Judd's vibraphone. And he actually brought me onto the whole vibraphone playing because I had, well, I still play a lot of mallet, but I primarily played a lot of marimba. Um, and that then, like, Ted Pilzaki was here, Steve Nelson was here, um, I was playing, and there was another adjunct, Sean Sasser, you know, we both played vibraphone, but I play, mm-hmm. I don't play jazz. Same thing with drum set. So I was trying to play along, like, you know, he wanted me to play the David Friedman concerto, which nobody knows. It's called 20 Minutes Off Pavement. Oh, no wow. one knows about this. Con- yeah, it's like a. I wouldn't name it, early 90s, maybe. Okay. Um, it was his attempt to new music. Like, you can hear David Friedman's sound was so different in that piece. I think... He Just switched back to his normal jam. Anyway, so I was playing, and there's a drum set, and there's a beat, and I can't just groove to it because there's a lot of offbeats, right? And I'm trying really hard to like get it into my head. And Jonathan's just like, "You, you get the notes right, but something's just wrong. Why don't you just <laughs> l- just get a metronome and get it in an offbeat and just walk around like Washington Square Park for like a week? Like we we're, were next to the Washington Square Park. I did that for a month, um, and that really helped. Yeah. just get that groove in my in my in like in here
1: yeah no it makes yeah. sense you've got to internalize that so that you can just have that automatic and you're not zid counting your ass off trying to get i mean I,
2: I still need to count like a lot to get that feel but after what is it like 12 years later i think i can do a lot better than what would be 21 years old right it's yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah oh yeah cool <laughs> so
2: hard
0: And we had a a teacher who was like, on the first day of percussion methods, he was just like, yeah, you know, everyone knows how to do two against three or three against four, you know, but let's do like five against this or seven against this or, and he was just whipping it out. Everyone's just like shocked. And he's like, okay, if you really (laughs) want to do it, do it this way, practice it while you're walking and then start trying to fit them together. And then after that, I was just like, oh, I can do this back and forth. I can do the left hand, right hand. It's so much easier being able to feel it muscle, you
2: know yeah, I mean in like in reality, a lot of the time after we learn all this subdivision of the of all these polyrhythms, we don't really count like we don't do that it's right. just it's just like a a good old fashioned matronym going this way and then you just, i I visualize it that way too, like sometimes this is helping than the actual division, and you feel the time and space in your head. Then, right. then actually like you need to know the you know the backbone and how, how does it fit with everything but then again i think the execution wise i do a lot of just those sort of african drumming practice like it's a lot of just listening and just copying that really helped
0: oh yeah yeah we had a i had a lot of friends in reno when i went there for my masters who were all who is really now especially into like uh drumming from ghana and um what is it the uh, Gamalong music mm-hmm. and just how complicated the rhythms are between all of those and they you know they study their asses off and they get it right and it's just like oh my gosh it's so intimidating <laughs> uh, so
2: it's, it's, it's very intimidating and, and and like if you think about four-year-old little person in africa or in indonesia can do it in their sleep <laughs> right for your hot shot like master season like, i only plays an like you know I, you can't even get through 30 seconds of it
0: right right
2: <laughs> <laughs> i can hardly do
0: like a um a clave rhythm and still walk <laughs> around you know when i was 32 i was just like uh, uh oh crap well oh, sorry <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god yeah totally i like uh sounds so asian when i play drum it's, I, I try i try really hard i try i like i i i did a thing like where a year when i studied with jim separato because we rotate teachers in nyu so okay this main thing he's just like 60 something year old italian american dude like godfather like heaviest accent like he play in the you know new york city ballet but he play rag times like nobody like oh, wow. green studies oh, to hold, cool. like you know super fast and like we all study greens and you know rudiment stuff with him and sometimes drum set so i would do all of that and then i would do like can we do like 15 minutes of drum set he would be just like, i i don't understand like this is so easy to get why are you getting it i, said, I don't know <laughs> you have to write it down and you have to like you have to write it down and then i have to put it into subdivision and work it out you can not just make a chart like I, I don't know how oh yeah yeah but i did the whole gear i play like a couple of styles and then that was like you know I think that's my limit. Like this, what this is what I, I can do, and I need to accept that, and then, and then move on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I studied with uh Tom Hassenflug at Idaho State, and uh I did like a, I booked an hour of lessons. The first half was composition, the second half was percussion. So he would do like marimba and things. I was like, let's do. Can we do like some drum set? He's like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever you want to do, man. Whatever. And he's like, okay. What well, can you play? I play like a regular rock beat and things. He's like, okay. Now let's try and get into some of this latin you know and just trying to oh, fit the God. snare drum in with the hi-hat and the foot and he was just like okay let's go back to the marimba you know let's just <laughs> let's forget that
1: well this was fun but i'm gonna go back
0: <laughs> maybe we should just do composition only and just focus <laughs> on that for an hour <laughs>
2: You know, we're know our place, you know, it's just it's, it's something's not going to happen. Like, I'm sure it will happen in a deal world where you don't need to pay bills, where you do, do anything, you just practice drum set. Right. And you mm-hmm. can you can hone that skill probably pretty pretty well, but that's, that, that's not the reality, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, for sure.
2: Which is fine, you know. It's good. It's, work, work as a team with the voices in your head.
0: It, oh, so, yeah. did, do you yeah. play, like, the lead xylophone on any of those ragtime things, or...?
2: I know. I, I, I remember Jerry for that semester. Um, we we did do like a a, a two marimbas, alto phone thing, and then you know I play Rainbow Ripples. I play, Blue Cabin Blues, and maybe one more. I forget which one, but I did play those two at tempo and a lot faster because he was that old school street grad kind of thing, and and, and, right. and it was just hard to keep up. Um, but it was really cool to study one because that was my second year of my masters, and up until that point, well. I also had a very, I, I was an aspiring like timpanist. Like I went to orchestral festival and I, I was on the, on the, on the hopes of becoming, you know, an orchestral player. So I had that audition machine training. But yeah. at that point, I was really into that and it was really capital, like, you know, the, the drum hide, the fulcrum, everything, you know, the the, 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 metronome, two clicks control that, that kind of thing. Right. Um. So studying with him was, it was new for me but it wasn't that new of an experience for me hmm. um and then after that year i switched to i just i was like i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna play new music i want to learn about new music and that was like in a completely different realm for me like you know the the, the brain cells i'm using the headspace that i'm supposed to be in um because i have the techniques and everything it's just it's so different it's learning a new language it was it was it was fabulous and that got sort of brought me on to you know, this, this rabbit hole. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think that uh, people like to assume that if you're in percussion and you're learning drums or keyboards or whatever, it's, it's all kind of the same thing. And, you know, it's, you know, Oh, you play percussion so you can play everything in there. It's like, like there's literally families within percussion, you know, it's not just like a big umbrella
2: and it, and still like even to this date, I the well start well things are slowly trying to get get back on track here. But this week we have more cases, so we mm. you know more 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 precautions and more uh, you know control mm-hmm. and, and social distancing or whatever. But um, this this actually this week uh, the news ensemble in Hong Kong because I'm, I'm I'm one of the player. we doing um a, a project on on um, on Earth basically. It's called Sonic Ecology okay um you know, it's going to be online conferences and paper submissions and all of that stuff um we were gonna invite jonathan adams to a hong kong for this performance because we're doing a piece by by his call if if there's no when there's no one someone like that but okay. it, it's for a mixed ensemble and the other piece is a piece called insect symphony oh cool where we just it is an asian premiere it was it was commissioned by the berlin phil um I was, i'll sign you the name um I think it's yeah. by Gregory Meyerhofer. Oh, cool. Um, and we were just there to, like, I got the music Um, t- tomorrow, not to t- yeah. So Monday, Monday, this is Saturday. We're going to do the first rehearsal, and I'm literally playing crickets. Not the cricket collars, like those toy cricket. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a little tiny cuica with a, a piece oh, of paper.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and like the entire score, I'm supposed, we're supposed to, everybody's supposed to imitate all these noises with the violin, with the bouncy bowing and everything. It's really oh. cool. And that's, I'm like, I don't know how to, I, I some of some, I. I don't have to do any of that. So like, it's a, it's a, every time when you go to music, it's always, there's always something new. Right. But, but because we, we have, we, we have to develop this sort of, Standardization of setup and repertoire in the last twenty years or so. It's, just, it's more familiar, but still the th- stuff like that. It's just sort to figure out. Sometimes just give you instruction of like make eggs noise. I'm like, how do what do, what <laughs> like what do I do? do? Do do I buy a buck and sample and and just play it on it on in on, on, on logic? Like, is that what I, what right. I do? <laughs> I could do that too. <laughs> yeah. I I remember learning about
0: how they would use air sirens and things, and it was just uh, in the sheets for the metal for Thunder. Yeah. And that was all so cool. That's why I really got interested in percussion is like all the variety that you could do,
2: (laughs) you know? That's actually how I got started at And I don't know, second grade or so, because we had a band program. Mm -hmm. I had already played piano for a couple of years, um, since I was five, maybe. So second grade or third grade, I remember, the elementary school I went to had the established band program for maybe two years at that point. Um, the music show was like, maybe maybe you guys should learn another instrument. So I, I went in and everybody wanted to play the flute or the clarinet because it's front row. It's all shiny. Right, right. I played
1: totally flute. Right. I feel
2: you. <laughs> I, was, I was mesmerized by the flute. And then they were like, nope, mm-mm. we are overcrowded already. And their right. teeth are not, I, I, th- I feel like that's a bullshit excuse because like, it was too young because I was changing teeth, right? Second grade, third grade. Like yeah. no one had pristine, big fucking that, white chompers. Like, yeah. like age eight, maybe. I do kid does
1: that, but
2: and like maybe one of my teeth was like a little crooked, and they were like, oh, you're not like ideal to play with wind." And I'm like, okay,
1: no. And then my
2: mom was like, "What's the cheapest at that at that point?" Little does she know, um, my <laughs> only choice was the tuba because I think they need a tuba player and percussion. And I was a skinny, tiny little person. And then my mom was like, that's, that's not gonna, gonna, gonna work, work, man. Like, I, I'm gonna have to deal with this thing in my apartment. So <laughs> let's play percussion. And, you know, to her, plot twist 20 years later, I keep buying shit, right? But at that right. point, it was just like, what? A pair of SD 1 and pad. So right. <laughs> it was cheap. <huge. laughs> And I was amazed by like the instruments and what you can play, and you can rotate, and then you can walk around. Everybody's just you know they're being grilled by the band director, and like, we can walk around. We can go get food. We, I was I thought it was great. Yeah,
1: I was always jealous of percussion because I was flute front row, being like, oh, like I can't leave. <laughs> like and now they no.
2: The spotlight. Like anymore. if you if you screwed up, you actually no, if you screwed up. Probably no one would really know because you know there are probably like ten other flutes there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. went to a small school and we were all screwing up. So. <laughs> <laughs> we tried, bless our hearts. <laughs>
2: bless <blast> your hearts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I was the piano first, so like you, I started piano first, and then studied saxophone for a little bit, and then they moved me to tuba, and after what that I was, was like, I'm tuba. To... I don't know. I was like, I'm done. I don't want to play brass or anything else. I don't want to use my own wind, you know? And so I moved back to percussion because I was like, hey, I can, I can do some cool things in there. It's always something I'm interested in. Uh, and there's just so many cool, like, rhythms and features and things that are fun. Uh, and then we had rehearsals. I was like, this sucks. Just sitting back there, <laughs> not doing anything, just bored out of my mind. And, <laughs> and then it was like, okay, everybody, and then you play for, like, three measures. You're all super psyched. because You're like, here we go. Here's the big part. And he's, like, cuts everyone off. You're like, huh?
2: son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. And they have done that many times.
0: Oh, yeah. there. Were, I mean, there was a time <laughs> in our rehearsal in my undergrad where we had two guys, like, fall asleep hiding underneath one of the, like, cabinets, you know? Yeah. Just fell asleep. Director didn't even know. Because
2: sometimes, like, band directors... <laughs> I don't want to say neglected us but they do sort of neglected us like they they thought yeah. like you're just playing one dame after what what seemed like eternity to us <laughs> yeah. and we don't need to practice i'm like that actually is super hard like a, a strain player even to this date now come to me can I get a cue of course what do you want do you play tom tom at bar? like a rehearsal c whatever i have like 24 measure to count i'm like that oh, ain't
0: <laughs> like
2: i've been I'm counting for three you. yeah i've been counting for three movements now let me get to you yeah i've been tacit <laughs> until 241 how do I do that still like this was la- this was last week wow <laughs> <laughs> like, okay great i'll give you i'll give you a head nod but i don't think you can see it because you know i played three tom toms and i don't think you can hear the difference yeah. um so I- great i'll give you a cue but he- she was still lost but it's okay <laughs> she had a solo part. She can't she 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 could have just waited for the the, the conductor to just like sort of leave her in if she know her place sort of. Right, mm-hmm. right. But you know, it's okay. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're only used
0: to counting till eight, maybe, you know, so
2: not even, because they don't <laughs> really need to count. If like, you think about it, right? If you play string quartet and you, right. you're in an orchestra, they always they're always playing, they're always playing, they're always playing.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. always the feature, yeah. always in the back,
2: yeah,
1: always doing something,
2: probably always in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I and mean, you have one melody, right.
0: Did your teachers make you do a lot of uh, speech to play? So make you say a lot of the rhythms in order to play them?
2: Eduardo did. Because um, I would say a lot of the thing came natural to me because I am, um, you know, I also sing. I, I love to sing. It's just, it's just I, like love karaoke. And that's just what I still listen to all of my slower ballad, power ballad song growing up. It's just, uh, my jam. Yeah. I think that's what also like brought natural musicality to me. Mm -hmm. um a a, a lot a lot of the asian play have this sort of ability but still a lot of my students like they don't breathe at all they you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but i find it like the speech thing really helped because eduardo speaks like seven languages oh wow Wow. he's this like six feet two brazilian dude who lives in europe for i don't know 20 years and then he can run rehearsals in in literally seven languages i've seen i've experienced that wow um yeah you know it's just it's just one of these things that he's just a a, a, a genius and also he's he 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 conduct he can he memorize the entire ride of spring and conduct an orchestra he had wow. gigs conducting um you know he's also like a photographer he he like close up books you know and it's just a, a lot of these genius things that make me thinking like we should be doing a lot of things, but he was the first one that sort of brings the idea to me like you should be vocalizing everything you play, because if you mm-hmm. can, if, if you, can if you can count it or sing it, 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 it you know, who cares about pitches? Um, yeah. It's like playing The Sims, right? Like, remember back in like, what, sixth grade, you played The yeah, Sims? I
1: love that game.
2: <laughs> right? And they're like, uh-uh, mm-mm. Yeah. Going, ah? it was, you don't know what they're talking about, but like, right. so, <laughs> it, it, it felt it makes sense. And I'm yeah. like, this, you know, there's inflection in everything. And as I'm one more languages, you know, it's. I know I understand the words, but sometimes when you talk to people, you don't get every word right, or you right. don't really get anything, or if you don't know that language, you still pretty much understand what they're talking about with inflection, with the hand gestures, and you know facial expression. I think the same way, especially playing. Um, what I'm playing, contemporary music, the the language part, so to speak, is, is so new to a lot of audience. So we, right. as storytellers or performers, we have to make them understood. Um, which is yeah. which is a tough job it's, it's, it's very difficult so I encourage everybody to sing their part um, it's a lot easier with, with tonal music because you can you know you can sing it well um, but if you do it really well if you have a solid training playing tonal music and doing everything right mm-hmm. um, building up tension and release through harmonies through you know chromaticism and everything and then you can move on to contemporary music it's the same way it sort of sort of builds on this idea Mm-hmm. Um, I actually took I I speech and percussion is not my jam. I, I did some of it. It's my it's my it's my um my dual partner, Abby Fisher's jam. Like that's everything she does. Um she actually took a couple of classes with dialect coaches and stage coaches to okay. to perfect the way that like how would like a cabaret actor or you know, any anything doing with speech how do they enunciate, where do they put the stress um, in in that and I thought it was really interesting because that opened up a a new new page of thought to me like oh I never thought of it that way because we normally talk this way but when we are placing with speech we can't speak the way we we speak you know like on Broadway yeah (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
1: that's cool
2: yeah check it out like Abby Fisher she has a lot of really cool stuff she sings she sings with percussion and then she she does a lot of speech with percussion and actually she's oh, i can't say that but um it's like in basic in the future but she's on the new music and research committee and and um she will be hosting one of the focus day um i think based on that or something more
1: Very cool. cool oh that's awesome yeah. oh i never even thought of that before Exactly. Yeah, it's,
2: you, you, you check it out there's um there's a really famous um canadian uh percussionist beth johnston beverly johnston who teaches in the university of toronto she posted something earlier like yesterday um on her facebook or whatever she sings like like balcanto singing she uh, also speech and sings and it's like the craziest thing like she like she jokingly said oh i'm not a perfect singer and like all the comments are like this is better than like all my singers at school and to me it sounds really good like it was and and she raps a little bit and like there's a piece where she worked with a rapper and it was it's awesome like she's doing amazing things
1: oh my gosh i can't wait to check this out because i think like when i i don't know i guess like i haven't spent that much time with percussion so like just i mean i feel so dumb being like wow like of course you could you know sing while you're playing your instrument Maybe it's because I study voice. So it's like okay, you could really get one option, and maybe you could like choirs. They're always trying to make singers clap in new music, which singers hate because we can't keep the beat, and we're trying to figure out where the alto pitch is.
2: <laughs> it's really hard. I, re- I, pr- I, I I have a new I I have a newfound uh, perspective for people who can sing and play at the same time because I can never. I mean, I can do the speech thing and you know the new music key. Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my one of my grad students, is, you know, recording her. They're all in recording hell right now because it's doing it week. Um, oh, wow. But one of her thing is to, it's Flame Ben and Sing, uh, a piece that she'd been working on in, the, wow. uh, in one of the composers um, in the Boston Conservatory. And, you know, I was like, yeah, it's easy. I'm just saying, you know, how hard is it? Everybody jammed the guitar. So, in this pandemic, I got myself a little auto harp, right? So, sure. I listen to country music. Yeah. I'm like... I don't need to learn about chords, like a fingering. It's just buttons. So I, I, I can do anything. So I'm yeah. like jamming. I'm trying to like do a three chord song, in Jim Carrey Cash yeah. or any any
1: yeah any
2: any of those country classics. You know, Keep on a Sunny Side, whatever. I can't. I can't do it. Like my rhythm is gong dun gong And then you sing. I can't. I I froze after the. I- <laughs> It's hard. It is hard.
1: No, that's where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I can hear. It's like, okay, I can sing over that beat, but don't ask me to keep the beat while so i it's
2: not. Song. It's not just me. So it's like it's a it's a thing. Yeah, like, even you can do it.
1: One of the hardest things. So when I was in high school, I played in this. I played in a rock band, which was fun uh, with some of my classmates. And the hardest thing I think I ever did was like every spring we'd have this rock concert and we were playing. I think we were singing like "To America." It was like that horse without a name, and I was playing bass guitar on it trying to sing harmony. bass guitar yeah I play bass randomly and my my teacher was like yeah trying to play bass and sing harmony is like impossible to luck really, like, oh. and then i like tried it's, it and i was like I, ah, I can't do it I guess <laughs> like, like you get maybe one the other of those out of- things <laughs>
2: have to come sort of naturally to guitar it's like if you play guitar growing up and if you start playing along and sing along i mean you will also
1: yeah you know, and that was like Age I, of
2: acquisitions easy. it's so hard and-
1: yeah, I was like, I could play keyboard and sing, I could play guitar and sing, but playing and play bass and sing. But it was like, play bass and sing harmony. <laughs> it was like, no, I can it's get the hard. melody out, but I can't think of like, I'm like, okay, I'm getting the bass note. Like, I don't know. It was just funny. I remember being just shocked by like, when it's like, okay, I'm a musician, I can do this. But it's like, okay, use these two different spheres. And you're like, nope. <laughs>
2: Don't no, i i really i really do have the newfound perspective and respect for everybody who can jam and play like you know, yeah. and we we just scroll through videos and then like, this is actually this is tough because i the reason why i wanted to do that was like now I a little like that was two two three months ago i i, I had a little time i wanted to play i, I, I want to have a little break on something easier right so like music that i don't have to think music that yeah. i can really count
1: and then I like, oh yeah.
2: god this is uh this is, this is <laughs> tough like I, I can't do it i can't i can't i still can't do it you can do really slow, but it's just not right. Like, okay, I come in in the E of one, right? A lot of the melody comes in, like, a little, little later, but I'm playing on one. So, like, right, so I, I'm strumming up, and then I'm singing, and then, like, I'm late. Like, how do... <laughs> oh,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah it makes me feel better <laughs> like, that is for that material, yeah, you know. blind spots as musicians where we're like I should be able to do this what's wrong with me <laughs> yeah.
2: right like you, Other you, people you do th- I thought about it like you've been we've been we've been we've been doing our instrument we've been practicing our stuff for like more than 20 something years and you can even do like a simple one-line <laughs> thing I can't do it. I too can't do it
0: yeah the hardest part about the piano test we're always like Sing while you're playing a Bach Chorale okay. or something. I was just like,
1: Aah. we had to do happy birthday. And I was like, okay, I'm singing happy birthday in my sleep. And then like playing it on the piano. I was like, I suddenly was like, how does happy birthday go? Like...
0: Also, it becomes minor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a sad birthday. Okay. Uh, it's a sad birthday.
2: <laughs> hey, it's okay to have a sad birthday, you know, yeah. <laughs>
1: I had some of those. Oh, when I was in grad school, uh, my computer like just stopped working and I had a paper due the next day and it was my birthday and my paper was on the computer. <laughs> uh. She got turned in. She wasn't very good though. <laughs> <laughs> but I passed, so we're good.
0: <laughs> the closest thing I ever did to my percussion students was making them, especially in marching percussion, is to sing the rhythms that they had to play. So sometimes I'd make them walk and say them while they were playing them or saying to play it and then they would go back to the drum and play it but it was never like at the same time as they're playing and they're saying it, you know so i had to I torment it really somebody. help
2: especially especially drum stuff like if we, we were to do any <coughs> any De- like any daily clues any any orchestral studies i would say not anywhere i mean rudiments too but it, it, it gets a little trickier with with all the the flams and everything but right like you know any any of the european stuff you know i I think really works like how to make a drum one drum right you have one drum one sound different color but still how do how do you vocalize it like how do i how do i hear it in different i don't know if this were a string quartet what would be doing what even with mallet stuff like you need to think about timbers and colors so, like, if, if this were to be played at the pure Ensemble, right, mm-hmm. the flute is doing something, or this is a clarinet thing, like, they're really doing, like, a nasty high tone, or, well, like, a, you know, that that really helped, because our instrument, very ironic, we have so much to play with, but we don't really do, a lot of students don't really do much on making it different, like, timbre-wise, it's just, yeah. hit the freaking note like i'm like no you need to breathe into it yeah you're playing a d flat the sound wave doesn't change that's that's science but there's so much more you can do with it to make it in context
0: yeah i heard someone describe like i keep referring to marching percussion just because it's always on my brain but like they referred to the marching battery as like a string quartet in a way you know like the snares or violins or so and then the the quads make your middle voices viola maybe. And then the cello is always the baseline, you yeah. know? And if you can think of it, how they're always looping together, like I heard him talk to this battery that way. And, uh, it just like a light switch got turned on with them and they just, the plane was so different and so much cleaner and so much more interesting, you know, it'd be, it's interesting to have to think of it in a different way and different, uh, situation than you would think <laughs> than originally planned you know you just hear okay dynamics i just play my dynamics and we don't think about how it interlocks together and uh, it's really cool yeah.
2: yeah even like one of my students playing um what is she playing? he playing he's playing for my island at you know, the marimba suite the 10 movement or so <clears throat> excuse me it's really beautiful it's, it's a gorgeous piece you know it really makes the instrument sings and everything but like man, like twenty minutes of music, it, it could get really boring. Yeah. Right. Like uh, you really need to make all these little different movement, uh, di- like different way. Like if, if if this were again in chamber music or in orchestra music, or this is a singer, how would you how would you do it? You can't play this particular movement the same way like the other movement without changing anything, character wise and timbre wise the spike they all both let's say forte with a tenuto there's two other way five other ways you can do it and it's, it's hard to do that sometimes
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely well and I think it's so easy to think like and maybe this just because I haven't spent much time in percussion but like it's like okay the concept it's like you kind of lock your head around this idea of like okay you're just striking something but it's really cool to hear you talk about, okay, how are you striking? What are you trying to, how is this going to sing as you hit this? Like, that's, I don't know. It's really powerful and cool.
2: <laughs> well, even like, I love, I, I, I don't like the process of doing the orchestral auditions and to be training as a computer, to be those orchestra machines. I love playing I, the orchestra. Like I, my, my last real orchestral experience was when I was in Aspen, an Aspen Music Festival, because, um, you know, I, I did the, I was on the timpani side. I was always doing timpani auditions and stuff. And I remember the last. I had like a a, a eureka moment th- then. Like it was an eight week program, and week five, I, I I was just like, I'm not gonna do that. So week five, six, seven, eight, I had like a profound moment of just enjoying to play orchestra music. It was everything was like different to my ears. Like I, I I played this part before, but now I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking about the 10 other recordings and who who's the timpanist playing in that and what tempo they're playing what stick they're playing what's the lineage of the stick like what is it like a, a cartwheel style or is it like a cleveland like i'm not doing that. i'm just playing music and how my note my one note fit into a huge texture of of, of sound it's, it's it's i call it like a boner moment because when you do play that i don't know low g flat or like that third in that chord in the Mahler symphony right like everything just, my, all my my two hair would stand up like
1: <laughs> you know, i love it
2: <laughs> like when you play tam-tam like you play a, a piano tam-tam like a stroke you know, in a hollow hall and Mahler's symphony when you do it right that resonance you can feel it it's extremely yeah. powerful oh yeah it's it's so hard I, I remember the last concert in aspen that year was the festival orchestra playing Mahler's uh, second symphony mm-hmm. so i was playing bass drum at that, at that concert um you know it was it was a big deal because it was a festival orchestra um so the majority of the players are faculty members. You know, the right. principal from the Summer School Symphony, from um St. Louis Symphony. I was shaking my pants. Me and this kid, Terry, or no, yes, Terry, we were he was a junior, I was a grad student. We were like, Okay, don't scrap, don't scrap. up. this is four rehearsals with Rob Espano, like this is it. Oh like, wow. I was I was playing bass drum. I was like, Are you sure about that? Like you I can I can I can do like an off stage band. you know, it's fine. <laughs> No, no no you should play bass drum so like i remember after the uh, the, the last movement mm-hmm. um there's the but just before the choir comes in there's a there's a quiet solo bass drum roll that fills the hall and then the choir just comes in with a like a d-flat choral da, 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 da. I, I i stopped playing because it was i, I was rolling i'm supposed to be holding that roll. right you know with uber control in my muscles i don't i don't you know peak or anything and i hear that i stopped and i'm like oh crap and uh, it was just so beautiful <laughs> and it fits in so perfectly because you don't hear it when you're in the in the in, you know by when you're by your so you're tuning the drum you're making sure that the the no the the, the calf hand is not doing anything crazy and you, you mm-hmm. make sure the beaters is right and you're finding everything right you're making sure everybody's working as a team with three of my teachers playing like they they have it down like we we and this other kid which is like Hype up on Red Bull and coffee, and just like <laughs> this, is the, this is the festival orchestra, and this is the last concert this is the season closing. Don't don't forget this is on recording. And right, right. Robert Spano conducting. He was he was appointed the 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 the, the new um, director. Who we were playing, and that that happened. And I was just like, oh, this is so amazing. Like this is why I need to play playing orchestral music, and that that's what's so magical about every single note we play, is amazing.
1: That's cool. Oh man. It's it's crazy when you're in the moment like that. I remember singing what was it, Foray's Requiem when I was in college, and I remember like that was the first time I That's did. That's an record. underdog
2: Requiem. That's a good yeah. Requiem.
1: yeah yeah. Oh, and it's it's fun to sing and it's tough. Like I I sing alto just because I can sing soprano, but they're always like, we need low women voices, and I'm like, I got you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't like alto and like mezzo soprano, or more like altos? They're in opera. They're all like evil characters they're like the witch they're like the 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 evil (laughs) evil mother or the yeah stepmother who's poisoning
1: oh yeah
2: (laughs) yeah right
1: yes sir (laughs) (laughs) but i remember like just experiencing there's that moment where you're like it's like the sopranos are seeing like this like the luke saturna and like there's holding like and then the choir like shifts the chordal like the harmony changes right there, and it just I remember like just losing my mind. and then like when you it's it's interesting hearing that like as a recording though because it's like it's a great moment but like when you're in that and it's like the floor shifts and you're suddenly in a different room and the colors are all different like it's just oh it's such pure magic mm-hmm. it's being like it's, having it's that really
2: so, it's, I, I really hope everybody who gets to experience that but you, you it it's not fair because you don't get to experience that in orchestral concerts in you know in, in college or whatever like Mm -hmm. i I was lucky to be in like a professional group and then that was like oh there was oh that's why we practice so hard to get a job that way but yeah yeah, right the the process it's it's bullshit to me (laughs) but
1: i think like yeah maybe it's just music in general i think like i don't know like it's like i have friends that are they're non-musical friends where i think they like music but most of them are like healthcare and things like that and they they don't. I don't think they've ever quite got to experience like the magic of singing in a concert because it's like <clears throat> it as like okay, choir was optional in high school or you were only in an elementary choir and uh, I didn't like that, so I'm not going to do it. It's like you don't catch that bug or you never get to experience that. I'm just like, oh, guys, there's a reason I studied music for this long. Like it's just it gets under your skin and you have to keep going with it. But I had never quite thought of that. For if you hadn't, you gotta go experience it if you can. <laughs> Yeah,
2: it, I mean I, that one regret. I, I, I'm, you know, had I had a choice back in elementary school and even in high school, I would, I would have joined a choir because it was mm. either like a band or a choir. And mm. I was like, well, I'm so busy with band anyway, and they overlap, and the music she's like, you have bands, so you don't do choir. It's optional. Mm. So I just didn't do that. I'm also singing anyway, not very good, but still, I like to just belch uh, out, like you know, sling down under the water. Um, but I, I think that would make my life like happier when I was in high school and elementary school because so I never experienced choirs like voices like vibrating in the same room like vocal cord they're all like doing the same thing and then you're in that energy and you're contributing energy I think it's amazing like whenever I hear core concerts like I, I got chills because like, they're using your, your instruments your voice you're using your body to create yeah. sound I think that's it, that's a... even like closer to one player
1: it's a, it's such a physical experience, but I imagine percussion similar because you're still feeling that. I guess every instrument you're feeling the vibration, but yeah, there's something like magical about like. No, we're not. If you talk to out.
2: percussionists, like I would say, point five percent of feeling the vibration. Everybody is talking about the fulcrum, How about the hand, about your fingers. <laughs> no was- word, word word of the day is a fulcrum. I was in, I was explaining this word to like a non percussionist. we were like, what is it? I'm like, oh, just do a fancy way of saying grip, right? <laughs> where do you hold the but that's what you hear stage. that's that's what you hear in studio class yep oh
1: that's too funny
2: <laughs> That that's why we play it, when i was in grad school we were um sort of encouraged to play for other faculty members in the other departments um it, it really helped a lot because they have fresh per, uh, you know fresh perspective and they have okay. suggestion that would have been so it, it's so new to us because they're listening with a fresh pair of ears. They're not talking about drumsticks. They're not talking about what mallet you should use, what stange, none, none of that. That's fascinating. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. That
1: idea.
0: I think one of the few times I ever experienced that kind of goose skin, goose pimple thing was uh, <clears throat> when we were in Paris and we sang at the Val de Grasse. Oh
1: God. I like it's this giant
0: <laughs> ex-military cathedral and if you sing in there, it will reverberate for at least like two seconds after you stop.
1: I swear it was Ooh. like five to fifteen. Yeah. It was nuts because you'd sing and it would be like da, like after you stop the note and you're like whoa. So to have like a whole, like a big full choral sound in there was like, oh, we'll never experience anything like that again. And nope. <laughs> <so freaking cool. laughs> I don't think you can get into that church. <laughs>
0: No, <clears throat> but we sang in there and like, it, like I never really done singing like like you. I was always in the band world and um, you know, I always had like a negative view of choir. You know, uh, everyone what? that did choir that I knew, they were you know the guys. They were usually oh, kind of
1: church. Yeah. <laughs> Can I you say know? it? I'll say it. Like, there's that like snobby I do voice like persona that gets portrayed, and then there's I'm like all well, the instrumentalists are geeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a snobby vocalist. <laughs> Anyways, continue.
0: Yeah, and so I was like, oh, I don't want to be around that. You know, I didn't participate in church choirs or anything. And then, like, after we went to Paris and we sang together as the group there, I was just like, I wish I had done this a long time ago. You know, and I started getting really interested in writing for voice then because I was like, yeah. there's a lot more that about the voice than... I thought, you know, so it was if I could go back in time.
2: So do you come from a musical family? No, um, nobody in my family musical. I mean, I think my dad listened to Rod Stewart, and then, you know, oh, he had a mullet. Yes! Oh.
1: I'm way too excited to hear this.
2: Like, he was, he, I found, like, you know, he was not a good student. He smoked when I was, when when he was in high school, when, when he was 15 or so. I found old pictures. I'm like, you know, he grew up, you know, he's 62, so he grew up in the, what, the 60s? The 60s? No, the, the, 70s, the 70s. 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so it was just like bell bottom, long hair, Beatles glasses. It was all those, um, and yeah, they. I, I think he like he liked the art, like he liked to sing, he liked the design, but you know you had to you had to put food on the table, that sort of thing. Right. And I had, I'm really fortunate to have my parents because they were really, in, in Asian society, they were really free in that sense. They always rule because i'm the only child right I, mm. I should either be a doctor an accountant and what else a <laughs> <An> lawyer engineer <laughs> oh no 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 no! that's not making enough money Oh really? The, the, <laughs> if you talk to koreans if you talk to um like mainland chinese i think hong kong is a little better with in the taiwan too but if you talk to korean especially it's always doctor lawyers that's
1: it um,
2: mm-hmm. and there were just, cause I wasn't doing well in high school. Um, like I, I, I think I'm pretty smart, but I don't get the point of studying all of those subjects that I don't like, nor I don't foresee myself using. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I like stuff that I, I like, like, you know, languages and, and, and art, like, I, 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 excel, like, you know, I like get good grades, but all the signs I like complete fail, like, fail, 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 so bad. But I knew for a fact that I wanted to do music early on, maybe like 15, 14, 15, you know, eighth grade or so. Um, And my parents are always like, just do what makes you happy. So that was like, that was always supportive to me. So I would always Ah. just practice and I would, uh, you know, it's a kind of carefree to be honest because I did not know uh, you know fast forward 10 years later when I learned about a lot of the other even in the U.S. like a lot of a lot of my 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 students and, and and when I was in grad school some of the undergrads were like oh you know parents don't really support me doing music because they don't think it's a real job they want me to get a real estate license They want me to have something to fall back on right yeah um and you know I I didn't say anything like but now that I looked at that I'm like, Oh yeah, I actually have really supportive parents. Like not that this is not the norm. Like of course in Asia this is totally not the norm. It's getting better, but still
1: Yeah. Well that was like I went into engineering what I chose wrong, man, I wasn't even gonna make money. (laughs) I um yeah, and then I like a year into that was like, Okay, I can get my scholarship to switch, like I'm gonna go do music, but I remember like being terrified to tell my parents and my mom was really supportive and my dad my dad's very supportive he's like my biggest fan now but it was hard to have that conversation with him because initially it was kind of like okay you, you do realize what you're giving up you're giving up a stable career and money and all like all the things and i'm just like yep all right like i didn't know that i
2: think initially. even up to this point now where there's so many like with internet and everything so, so much resources the art, like dance, music, you know, visual art, is still pretty much an unknown world to a lot of the people, like a little yeah. Zuzi in, in 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 Tennessee or Timothy in, in Minnesota, whatever. To listen, like, oh yeah, what do they do? Do you play the triangle? You know, how do you make a living out of that? I, I think, I think just not—they're not familiar with the with our scene. Um, yeah. But you know, it's not—it's not—it's—it's it's a hard road. It's not a stable income, you know, we we do what we love.
1: Hmm. Well, and you're constantly having to like build that career and cultivate that, the jobs that you're getting, cultivate where you're going like, to get your next paycheck from versus like, I remember when like I graduated with my friends, they went to a career fair, interviewed with like, I know a bunch of pharmacists, like they interviewed with like CBS and had a job offer within like a month. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know, go work at an airport. <laughs> like I'm going to figure something out. <laughs> i taught cooking yeah, classes. totally.
2: Uh, like... Maybe I can get a job at TJ Maxx and get a discount. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the, what would have been... Because I don't have a paycheck, so what would have been the discounted stuff will become two ninety nine versus $8 from 24. <laughs> right. So I can get gas. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> getting paid. Getting paid in clothes. And
2: it's fine. <laughs> this struggle was real. I, 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 I gotta say, it's not as, like plan like you know if you're going because yeah. my, my husband isn't not he's not a musician he was trained as a pharmacist oh my um, god he, like, he my worked he, I think he worked he never worked as a pharmacist now. and then he was in you know medical communication like an office job um and then he's actually a health researcher in public health in epidemiology he's doing covid oh, research wow. now wow Um, so he totally different world right yep. um but I, I when i met his pharmacist friend it was the same way like they when they get get graduated. They get certified. They get their license, and they job fair, and they get a job. That's it. It's like no. really, yeah. if, if you in law school, you know, you get your internship, and then you get your. I don't know. I don't even know what they do. They they buy Chanel suits, I guess, and then they they get into a big <laughs> law it's firm. Not, you know, <laughs> it's it's like if you do step A, and then you can do step B, and then you can do step three, and then everything sort of unfold the same way you follow this path i think for us if we do follow a path mm-hmm. the thing the chance that the things will go right it's still like pretty big and yeah. everyone is different so that's a scary part i think a also, yeah. also exciting i think
0: no, yeah that was true i was even thinking a while back it's like man you know as much as we we dig on or we like we put down the way Bach and Mozart and, uh, you know, Haydn lived where they had someone who paid them to just do this as, you know, to be that kind of prized item for the royalty. You know, I was like, at least they got paid.
1: Oh no, <laughs> I have a like job security. What do you yeah. mean for me? It's got it. <laughs> they,
2: they had a sugar daddy's. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I'm like is that what yeah, he they- had? his that like wealthy lady that gave him? Was like, I love you, mm-hmm. I will now support you. And I'm like, I, I could, I could use one of these. <laughs> yeah,
0: where's my sugar mom? You
2: know, the, you, you know what they translate to in 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 2022 term or whatever? Grants. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I become a grant writer. <laughs> oh. oh, I know. Yeah.
0: yeah, I wish they offered a class just on how to write grants, you know, yeah. just so you could be, like, tearing them out like you're writing a journal, you know.
2: I mean, you'd be, I, you'd be surprised a lot of people don't know how to write. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I had one class, but my teacher was really supportive of just you have to be writing a lot. It has to be a certain style. It has to be precise. It has to be fast. Um, it has to be accurate you know you can't have a lot of these fluff you know and yeah. just do it and then and then I know that five years later I'm I'm, I'm turning on grants like every half year or so with for myself my group and for other people and then my grad student they're all they suck at writing I gotta say like, they're, listening, <laughs> they're, they're probably into that like they're doing grad school edition and I'm like they're like oh you know the personal statement's not important I'm like no this is what they no, actually do look into it and you, ah. ha- you should be you, I, I told I me, mean, they don't listen to teachers. I told them back in August, you should get your paperwork stuff done the latest, maybe mid October, because you need right. about f- five edits. I will edit for you, I will go through ideas for you. And they didn't do it. They were like, oh, it's just a good book report. I don't, you know, they don't, I'm like, no, this is super important. You get your transcript, get your CD right, get your personal statement, get, answer those damn questions. And, and yeah. they are like, I can't do it. It's just not coming out. I said, yeah. And then you have to record. I don't know an hour program like didn't I tell told you so? But yeah, like this is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, This is what's funding a lot of our project, a grant. Like I'm telling them early, they you know you should be no no one knows how to write grants like out of school. Nobody knows that it it takes a lot of practice. Mm
1: -hmm. You've inspired me. I'm like I gotta go look up grant writing now.
2: (laughs) I I have a I have a the book is not on grant writing but i have a couple of sort of generic grant writing template it's just about it's about how you get a job in a university but there was a chapter on grant writing and i thought it was really right. inspiring because a lot of the the, the right of that book it's not in in music but also in humanities maybe in japanese studies maybe but that was like a universal formula of why why would they want to give you money it's yeah. sort of that way and it applies to everything
1: no, oh, that's very true. Well, I, I think, like like you said, it's good. Maybe it's like you're just overwhelmed when you're you're at that stage. You're like, oh, I don't want to get any of this done. And somebody telling you, like, hey, this will set you up for the rest of your life. If you figure it out, you're just like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm 18 or, like, I'm 22. <laughs> like, I'm fine, I know. But, yeah, because I, I would like to say, like, oh, I wish someone had told me that at 18. I'm like, someone probably did. <laughs> and I just was like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah they did i like, look back on many of the things that it's like a it's, it's a dirty cycle like things that's happening to me with my students happened to me when i was a student with my teachers and then i'm like oh, damn the universe getting back uh-huh. to me. <laughs> i'm not gonna tell my student but you know it's always a vicious cycle
1: <laughs> always of course i did this when i was 20 she's, pissed. To it she's too. pissed
2: god is pissed and you know she's not joking So you started the up the, the
0: Upstrike project, correct? Correct. Um, so um, how have you guys kind of adapted with this whole COVID situation? Because I think on your Instagram you've posted some performances, or is that with the new music ensemble?
2: Yep. So what had happened was um, we were never in lockdown, which is good. Um, oh. Okay. This, because this it's a city, everybody is still on public transport and people go to work. Um, I think, in terms of pandemic control and keeping track of, of people tracing, that we're doing a really good job. Like they can trace back to who, who that infected person has been in contact with, and they were contacted within like like year. Like it was super quick, and then they were all in quarantine. Um, but that being said, all the concert halls are closed. Right? Mm-hmm. They had actually just started opening up a month ago. Not more than a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, half capacity. Uh, we all have to wear a mask. I think the newest regulation with the Philharmonic is every single concert, all the musicians need to be tested, like that same same week or the day of or whatever. So they could be on stage. Um, so this is this new this this concert this week is like oh this is my second concert. My last concert was uh, ten days ago. I play I play a new concerto with like a mixed group, and that was like kind of iffy because we didn't know what, what would happen in the hall. Um, how, how, like, do we have audience? Like it's, I didn't organize it. That, that it was a gig that was called. Um, it was okay. It was strange to be playing with people. And then you, I I found that I need that energy from the audience.
0: Yeah.
2: Reciprocate for for, for, a performance that, yeah. that I found it really interesting. Cause I never noticed that. And, and, and that makes each, performance in each single, each, every single note, like, you know, it makes it count. Um, but yeah, I don't know next week. I, I, we had a spike in cases just yesterday and, and, you know, the elementary school, I think first grade to third grade are going to be off for another two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I don't. fingers crossed. If, I, I, I hope this comes to going on because it's, the, it's better than nothing. Um, cause we've yeah. been doing nothing. For a yeah. while i mean the upstrike's been doing a little stuff we've been lucky we did we did this um series of the museum um here in hong kong the, the The museum complex was a was an ex-prison court police station huge complex mm-hmm. back in the british colonial days so and it was turned into it was smacked down in the middle of, of 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 downtown but it was just like a crazy place and they wow. you know they they rejuvenated everything just up and then reopened as a cultural center um, but we do five to six, I would say, throughout a year um, in in the museum. But it's out; it's a covered area in an outdoor space. What would have been the prison yard laundry steps. It's literally huge concrete steps. The prisoner, would, would they would wash the clothes there. Um, oh we time. would do concerts there. Playing outdoor is actually not that bad. I used to okay. hate it.
0: I, I think I saw pictures of that that space on Instagram. And I was like, "What is that space? Where is this? What is going on?"
2: <laughs> it's great. It's called. It's called. Um, it's called. It's an anglicized name of a Chinese word. It's called Taikun. T a i k w u n, a big, big police station. Um, you know, back in the twenties or whatever. I think. They will arrest someone and they will be detained there. And they'll go to the court. It's all in, it's it's a, it, it's a big mall, basically. <laughs> you can do everything there, you know. you
1: got a crime mall.
2: <laughs> it's a crime where you can go to your your <laughs> orange oh you can go to your senate bonds, and can go to your, you your, you your marshals, and then you get everything done. It's great. Um, <laughs> but that was it. And, and I mean, last year we've been doing something like that with them as well. And, and you know, I, I thought it was just like a gig, you know, to play, you know, play good Music. it was our side of um, community outreach right because these are all of us working, having lunch these are random people walking by um, that's kind of what I don't like because it's like oh is free you know you, you don't have to commit to it so I don't need to listen 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 or I need to I don't need to come um, but that was part of our outreach to move with programming and and, and with with you know, some introduction. We talked in between pieces to introduce this sort of a new language to them. Um, we would been building a pretty good audience, like crazy random grandma would show up and they were like, Yeah, i, I you know, I was in your other concert and you you know, you played I'm like, oh, okay, great. Oh my god. I, love it. I know. And she stole my mallet. Oh she's
1: got it like I have
2: three great. I have three Becker blues now instead of four. Oh no. <laughs> I know, I'm just, you know, she's sneaky. Just, she was just like, can I try this glue? I was like, yeah, you can do it. You can use a blue one. And, and that, that was the last time I saw that mallet. Oh, my
1: God. It's
2: like, mine now. It's like I'm like, it's okay. You know, it's a splinter and everything in the rattan. I, I, I you know, I hope you get her. But... She <laughs> actually showed her again, but she, never, she, she, she didn't talk to me. She talked to my partner. She talked to Terry, no, the other co-founder. Man. And I'm For like, her. hmm. I I see you. I see what
1: you're doing. Um,
2: but yeah, it was um, it was an ex- it was a it was a I appreciate that 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 community outreach element. Plus, you know, with COVID happen, every single performance opportunity it's just that much more precious. Um, and it was nice. We have another one coming. The last one of this series is in December. Um, we did one, we did two in June. We did one in all, uh, October, one in November, and the last one's going to be in December. Oh, cool. Um, I called that, that one is Vibraphone 3000, because I've done Vibes, and I've done Vibes 2.0 last year, and this year's going to be Vibraphone 3000. Yay. Very much like Sim City, you know what I mean? Right, I right. I love
1: it. Yeah. Man, I don't think I've seen live music since pre-COVID. Like, right? Yeah, we're, I'm in Montana, and... Like, our cases are spread out. It's like, we haven't been in too crazy of a lockdown, but it's just, like, we don't even have much of a classical music scene anyways. So, like, the little one we have is, like, trying to claw its way through the pandemic. And, yeah, mm-hmm. nothing is happening. Live, yeah, none of it. So. The
2: last time I was traveling, it was back in, Oh, it was actually back in late, no, er, early March. I was in Arizona. I was in Phoenix. I was playing. Um, and that when I think that was when the pandemic it's going to start, what's going mm-hmm. to start in the U.S. And they flew back with a mask on, I remember, and and then, like, locked down.
1: Yeah. was wild. And that And
2: that was, that and that was, and it's been, what, wow, seven months. No, more than that. Eight months. Shit. Yeah. So it
1: was like, March, Marches and
2: all that. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. A, a lot of my tours and Upstrike's tours have been postponed because we were supposed to go to, well, Russia again, be part of a festival um, back in April and then the, that got pushed back to September and then that got pushed back again to next March and I'm like I don't think that's going to happen but we'll see
0: yeah I just got an yeah. email saying that the uh, Space City New Music um, Festival here in Houston is cancelled next year too 2021 and I was supposed to have a premiere this year with them
2: uh, so it's like uh this sucks yeah I, it's, it, it's even with the vaccines like you know, coming along i think it's gonna take another i hate it to say but like another off. year to really pick back up yeah because we, we we had a lot of really interesting plans um set in places for this year and everything's like postponed one year or maybe two years um which sucks but you know safety's first
1: yeah no absolutely yeah it's it's tough to just like and I think we're I think you're right, I think we're in this for the long haul, and it's it's been kind of cool to see what people have come up with, like, okay, I've gotta play music, I gotta make music somehow, like maybe I can do it online, and like it's been cool to see all these like online things happening, but I think like it's we're all like just so longing for the day we can all sit together in that concert hall and not worry about it and oh. <sighs>
2: yeah it's gonna be a while i like i i, I think everybody it's taking a hit on every single sub factor i can you can say in use it like we as you know not we're not students anymore like of course we're taking a hit. broadway musicians are taking a huge hit like god knows when they are yeah. opening right 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 um even even operas and and, and orchestra they, they they're struggling and and some of the biggest stores here like you know, I I, re- I was reading on the news. Gap, Gap here is oh. going to move out of Hong Kong indefinitely oh because of this. Yeah, they were having a, they were selling like the the racks. They were sale. They were selling their mannequins. I was walking by the store. I'm like, it's gone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, was bad. it was like were, I was like, Are you selling your mannequins? So, yeah, we're going out of business. I mean, I know, but I thought it was the store like no, the whole Southeast Asia section is going to be gone. So we're selling everything wow and everything i'm like
0: whoa
1: that's nice i know it's weird to watch and maybe it's because it's like we grew up in the age of like malls being a huge thing i was like i went to the mall in town and it was just like it's weird watching all these like box stores close down said, like gaps gone like we had like a few department stores leave i mean that's been over the years but it is like especially chilling to see like okay that's different like this is gonna be new now like wild
0: or restaurants closing, you know? That's what sucks, too.
1: Yeah, I fret, like, I
2: don't know, 40-something percent of restaurants in New York um, have yeah. been of business. Wow. So, like, I was talking to my husband about it, like, because we read it on in, 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 in the Times, that they, and then we were checking on some of our favorite restaurants back in New York, and I think only one of them uh, survived. It's, <sighs> it's really sad. Oh,
1: <laughs>
2: I yeah.
0: I saw one thing on the New York Times that said, like, New York's tourist industry is not going to be like. If everything can go like it's supposed to with the vaccine and getting people to, to you know, quarantine and whatnot, maybe twenty twenty five they can get back to somewhat normal. And I'm just like, oh wow. damn, That's
1: you know. About.
2: Oh, Every, everybody's taking some sort of it. Like, I get my all of my students doing doing auditions. They're like you know, they're blood, sweat and tear. And anyway, you know, it, it, auditions are hard, but recording is harder. And right. they were like, so is it going to be fair for us? Because, you know, some of them are going to be auditioning live and some of us are going to be doing on Zoom and some of us are going to be sending tapes, like how are they going to judge this? And I, I, I get it. It's hard, especially you yeah. your international students. You pour a lot of you know money into it. it, it this is a big decision for them to move abroad yeah. so far away without seeing the campus without checking out the studio right mm-hmm. I mean like it's adapting you need to adapt like this is just
1: yeah
2: this, this is what it is yeah ah. definitely
1: bad times
0: <laughs> oh man just cover one more area that I was really interested in and um, you're you I mean you have a degree in contemporary percussion um. So what have been some of, like, your big inspirations and that have really kind of inspired you as a performer?
2: In general or just in percussion or in music?
0: Uh, we can start, like, in general and maybe whittle it down into percussion from there.
2: Tough questions. I was thinking about it the other day because um, you're not the first one who asked me this. I, I don't think I've ever had, like, a huge inspiration in my life. mm mm-hmm like 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 you know like a lot like i thought about it like you know a lot of my um my other students they're you know they're 20 something 21 22 and by that time when they grew up uh, you know they had some of the best soloists traveling through the town and they go to concert and they were oh, I'm inspired by you know Martin Grubinger from Austria and i want to study with him actually one of one one of them is going go to go to go to, go to austria or to germany sometime in two years or next year to take lessons with him like that wow. was his you know, thing. And I, I I thought back and, you know, when, when when I was growing up playing percussion, it was Evan Glenny. Um, That was the, that was the, you know, she was the big, big name, Evan Glenny, because she was also deaf. And, you know, she talked about vibrations and she talked about, you know, how you feel your music with your body. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: and, you know, and, you know, she played, I remember she played concerto and, and times are really different, you know, back in the 90s, even, the 2000s and when, when we when, when I did my undergrad it was it was it was very different times um so I don't really have a, a inspiration figure like that but people I've met along the way um I'm inspired by a lot of them I think one of the most important will be my teacher Eduardo like I said um he he's a busy man like he he, he does a lot of stuff and it just it's, invi- it's inspired me a lot because a lot of the other younger players are like, oh, I have to be just doing this. And, you know, I don't have time to do any of that. And I think it's how you, how you see things and how you organize things and how you learn things. And then we don't have to be doing one thing. We, have, we can be doing two things and three things and be really good at it. And we should be keeping ourselves busy. And if he can do it, he'd be flying everywhere. He, 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 he would come in for lessons in chamber coaching. And then you know all day, and he would drive back to Pennsylvania where his wife was, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm six hours from Long Island, eight hours to 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 Gettysburg. They they live in Gettysburg, but my school's in Long Island." Oh, wow, yeah.
0: that's a long. That way was to a go.
2: routine. That was a routine for him, and then he would have all these back-to-back lessons. And he'd be like, "Yeah, tomorrow I'm off to Italy for like a conducting gig. Can oh, I just do another lesson when I come back?" I'm like, "Wait, like." It like it, like it's that yeah like you know the, the, <laughs> Not, the like, real thing. Really. <laughs> yeah, I'm flying to um you know doing a little ensemble thing. I'm conducting you know it's good and, uh, and then you know I'll be back on Tuesday. We can do on um Tuesday afternoon because you know I land on JFK. I can just drive to Long Island am like. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, oh, oh my you know, it's, <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> Oh, he also flies planes. He he has a commercial power license.
1: Oh my gosh! Yep.
2: Wow. <laughs> He's been hey. delivering like medical supplies, like like all over the country now. He's doing a good thing.
1: That's like, amazing.
2: A lot of respect for this dude. Like, he, yeah, like that was maybe like my my first year studying with him, and I was like, "What? what like, I knew you were smart, right. but like, what? What are? What are you? Right?
0: Right? Right?
2: <laughs> so, like, have have that mind, having that mindset, like early on in my DMA, like after I graduated, and he always treated it as professionals. who was like, "Your DMA students, you don't need to be in school a lot. You'd be." out there making connections you'll know, be talking to people, you'll know, do find your own jam because this is what you should be doing. Um, so he inspired me a lot. And my other teacher, Jonathan Haas as well, he's, you know, mid 60s, you know, close to 70. He, he's been in New York for like 40 years, right? And he mm. is active. He's doing a lot of stuff. He has a rental company. He has a Broadway musician contracting company, two, I think, one or two. He's yeah. teaching in three places. He, he's spiking. He's traveling. He's performing. Like, I, it, it's hard to keep up with all these, like, energetic older people. Like, when yeah. a lot of us younger folks are like, some not me, like, not my colleagues, I, I chose who to work with, but the other are like,
1: oh, it sucks.
2: No one's yeah. <laughs> gigs. I yeah.
1: was gonna watch Netflix this weekend. So when do you do that?
2: No one. No one's gonna <laughs> hand you gig with a silver spoon. You have to make shit happen. You have to know no. when to make shit happen. You have to grand because that's money and you have to go to places you have to meet people you can't you you, you can't just be in your living room and and, and moan and whine about oh i want to juilliard twice how right. come i don't have gigs you know like okay good for you so so it's 60 other people
1: yeah right oh i love it <laughs>
2: No, it's true. Like it, that I, I, I've I've looked back. It's me, me, and my friends who graduated around the same time back in New York. Always talked about like how the other doing, you know, the the close bunch, you know, we're besties. We're like, oh, you know, you know what 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 is, you know what she's doing. It's like, oh, she's doing do anything. It's just like same <laughs> thing. Like we've been graduated three years. She's doing the exact same thing. Ugh, she's not doing anything. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. but like it's like learning from their mistake like what oh yeah what what should we do that they're not doing they're just they're too comfortable Mm -hmm. they don't want to be exploring i'm like there are a lot of good resources like um Yun and steve Shik started this online mentorship program i don't know if you know this um but it's a year of free zoom meetings with guests it's called um roots and rhizomes i think Okay. Um, Steve Shake with IU and, and you can just sign up and you know there's one every month and there it would it, it be like, like a discussion panels right and we talked to all these like great percussionists and students we, we we have zoom session we have breakout rooms and it's free and I sent it to my students and it to my other colleagues and they're like how is this free and I said well because I think they they're we're like-minded folks we wanted to make something in this pandemic that would benefit everybody. And this is what you should be doing. And some of them are still like, oh, well, that's not going to help. Why listening like another lecture or listening to a podcast would help. And say, like, well, with all the resources now, you guys are so spoiled, like back in my time. Yeah. But, like YouTube would just start it with some freaking pixelated, like low res video back in 05, right? <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> like I, I, I had to write a fax to Steve Wise to get stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and,
2: and when you get yeah and then you wait for that that the dial up for like for one jpeg to load and then you look at the the cover of the music and then you order it and you play it and it's like oh that sucks i don't want yeah that. yeah there's a mixed order
1: or you have this the aol like. disc
2: and the, no. you've got mail yeah with, with like a dell computer oh there. yeah yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like you don't like you don't have time to look up like, like sometimes like you know I was like do you know who Ellie Carter is like uh, no, well Jeff Foe? Uh, yeah of course, Google it just who is Ellie Carter it takes five seconds right all right. you need to do is tell me who it is you can't take five minutes out of your Instagram routine to tell to do a quick research on the piece you're playing. I just need to know if he's dead or not. I, I just know who he is. I, I need you to know who he is. Right. Something like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Because they were born into, I think they were born into a different era, right? They're born into devices and, and internet. Because yeah. for, for us, you have to go to a computer to do the dial up to to make it happen. Yep. And then oh, it yeah. took a
1: while, and you needed to be patient while your page loaded. <laughs> I remember getting on and
2: Facebook. And internet was expensive.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I remember it was like, okay, we're expecting a call. You can't be online. Okay.
2: Oh, (laughs) you're right. Because it was, was, yeah, yeah, it was a telephone
1: line. And then it was like, same with texting. It was like, okay, you didn't have unlimited texting. So I was like, you could call. I remember like getting texting and being like, I'll never use this. I'll just call people. Yeah, right. Like, the concept was so cool. I
2: remember. I remember my mom, like, when I was in high school, we had this Nokia phone. Like, you can only talk with people within the network. I'm like, but oh, my best friend is not in the same network. What should yeah. I do? And I, I can yeah. not call him weeknight, like, what? you know, with a landline. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: So I used the landline.
2: <laughs> oh, oh like, yeah. There was no landline, bitch. I
1: remember having a calling card to call my grandparents. And I was like, yeah. don't call them long distance. Get the calling card. Like... <laughs>
0: I remember I didn't even want to, like, spend the money to call my mom for a ride from school. And I'd, like, call 100 collect And then when it's, like, Should please pay say for your it? name, I'd be, like, uh, hey, mom, I need, I'm done. Come get me. You know, and then it'd click. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Times are different. Kids are, like, wait, yeah. this is a phone. You can call people? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, there's there... the beta generation for technology be interesting or i'm interested to see like just follow as these generations grow up and yeah
0: yeah thank you so much for being here we really appreciate it it's been great talking to you about percussion in the world and, and just music in general it's been awesome thank you so much
2: yeah thank you for having me
1: yeah thanks again i've I've just really enjoyed i've got my whole page of notes i can't wait to look at everything that you've talked about and it's just such a pleasure talking with you today thank you yeah
0: talking with percussion always makes me want to go back and start listening to more percussion music you know too long in public school listening to yellow after the rain and whatnot
2: i made i made a very conscious decision not to teach this piece oh really even with (laughs) even with like beginner students i i there are better pieces not better pieces. I think Yellow for Doing is a good piece and put it this way. I think it's just, I personally, I heard it way too many times and right. like too many times. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing something else. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good. We need more people to do that. So. Diversity. <laughs> so oh, again, God, yeah. again, thank you so much.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to the Sounds of the World podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. There are links to everything in the episode description and also on our website.
0: You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sounds of the World. To show support for Sounds of the World podcast, please join our Patreon, where you can have access to our after-party discussions with guests, discounted merchandise, and even more.
1: If you have any questions, answers, or episode suggestions, please email us at Sounds of the World Podcast at gmail.com. Well, Bill, I think I'm going to go have a beer now. Hey, there you go.